Bobby reference. Oh, it's so good. So good. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another installation of our Thought Leaders panel. Um, this topic is serving the next generation. My name is Taylor Brown. I'm the assistant editor of Club Solutions, and I'm actually a member of Gen Z, so I guess I'll be the Gen Z expert on this panel. Um, today, we have great people with us who are going to give you a lot of great information, and I'm going to go around and have them all introduce themselves and share a fun fact. And Matt, we'll start with you. Of course. Well, thank you for joining us today, everybody. Thank you, Taylor, for being able to organize this. Um, before I get in my own intro to Anne-Marie and Billy, very excited to be alongside both of you. I know you personally, and uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation. Thanks for throwing in that you're a Gen Zer. I might change my answers now. Uh, so my name is Matt Wright. I'm a partner and chief growth officer at the Ford Athletic Club. Uh, we actually opened in October of 2021. Um, so we're a 50,000 square foot, all-inclusive, high-end uh, health club. Uh, we really bill ourselves as where families stay healthy, and we have four studios under one roof. So really trying to take that boutique experience and put it into one place. Um, prior to that, I was the vice president of fitness at City Fitness. I spent some time on the vendor side and then also worked for Health Tracks. But uh, fun fact about me, I have the two most amazing princess daughters ever. I'm going that route, so now you both can't take family. But uh, Madison is a three-year-old and Macy is a nine-month-old. So I am fully in the thick of it. So thankfully, the ring light is helping hide <laughs> some of the bags in my eyes. But once again, thank you so much. Of course. Uh, Billy, we'll go to you next. Cool. Um, thank you for having me here, Taylor. It's great to see everybody. Um, really looking forward to this chat. My name is Billy Grenham. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of Cycle Bar here in Exponential Fitness in Southern California. Um, before Exponential, I was at Choose Fitness for about three years as CMO. And then before that, which is also a pretty fun fact, I was the uh, Global Head of Marketing for Taco Bell for about five years in charge of taking tacos where they had never been before and introducing them to cultures in a globally consistent and locally relevant fashion. So China, Brazil, Thailand, all of these amazing spots that um, had never heard of tacos before. I got to bring one of the coolest brands around in Taco Bell, but um, really happy to be here um, and excited to, to kickstart this conversation. Awesome. And Okay, Anne-Marie Barber. I am Director of Programming and Operations, although I kind of got out of operations and I'm now an event planner because I'm just always having some kind of event at the mine. We are 22,000 square feet. Uh, we're a brand new boutique studio concept, similar to Matt's. We have five studios under one roof, whole open gym. Uh, we have co-working lounge, which is pretty cool. We have complimentary coffee and tea infrared saunas. And then we have two subtenants. One is FX physical therapy and the other is a life med um, IV therapy lounge where people can also just hang out on their massage chairs or grab an IV. So it's a really, uh, our tagline is creating community around wellness. We have a lot of events um, from Wim Hof to nutrition to sleep performance. So, you know, we do, we do a lot of the holistic approach uh, to, to fitness and wellness. Um, prior, I was with Soul Body. Um, that got my start in the boutique uh, world. Um, my former business partner and I, Stacey Vandiver, who's still 
killing it with Soul Body. We had programming similar to um, the Last Mills or Zumba model where we trained instructors in our method of bar and uh, bar fitness. And again, traveled all over the world to training. And that was you know pretty exciting. And then it just kind of led me in, into this, staying in the boutique market. Um, quick fun fact, kid related, I... Um, had my baby in New Orleans on vacation early, everything was fine, but I had to live on Bourbon Street uh, for a month while the baby, you know, <laughs> while I was getting the baby ready to fly home. So I got to live, I have a Cajun baby. He was born in New Orleans and that's all as well, but fun fact. That's awesome. That's definitely fun. <laughs> Great start. All right, before we kind of dive in, I want to give some context of this generation that we're talking about. So <clears throat> Gen Z is born between 1997 and 2012. So they make up about 20.67% of the U.S. population. That's a, almost like 69 million people we're talking about. And Les Mills actually just published some re research recently. So I wanted to touch base on that before we dive in. And um, so Gen Z and millennials make up about 80% of the fitness market today. Strength training is their number one go-to choice for Gen Z. Gen Z are 77% more likely to splurge on fitness than their parents. The most popular workouts are strength training, cardio, and yoga. 97% say social media is their top method for research purposes. 73% buy from brands they believe in. And more than 40% visit gyms at least once a month. So definitely a big player in today's industry. So to start, I just want to kind of hear how this population is showing up at your facilities and kind of what you're seeing firsthand. And Billy, we'll start with you. Cool. Thank you. Um, so I've been with Psychobar for about nine months. And the first thing that I did when I got here was kind of reimagine programming and calendaring and getting everybody to sing with one voice from operations to sales to experience. Um, and really doubling down on the experience um, and also taking credit for the fact that we are the world's largest indoor cycling brand, which had never been taken credit um, for before, which was interesting for me. So um, to be able to kind of flex that power and then create a unified voice internally and then launch a calendar externally, which was all about the programming was a huge, huge, huge achievement um, just internally. And the way that we kind of integrated that with, you know, things that are going on with current trends um, is that we wanted that experience to be over the top because we know that our audience and specifically Gen Z are craving community, right? And just such social beings, um, digital natives, of course, have never grown up without, you know, like one of these supercomputers in their hands. I wanted to give them something to talk about, you know, so our programming is really doubling down on different cultures or pillars and cultures, similar to what I've, I did at Taco Bell, um, that gives them a reason to not only come, but bring their friends and their family. So Psycho Bar is all about building programming that um, you ride to the beat with. So for me, that's a huge in with music, but we just launched this national campaign with Glow Rides um, and it has taken off. It's just like this out of this world experience. And when all of our members and especially Gen, Gen Z arrive and they show up, um, we want to double down on that experience. And so we have like glow war paint. We have like 300 studio, almost 300 studios all over the world. They get this war paint on, they enter into the studio and they just blast off into this different world. And it's such a fun experience because then afterwards they go out to dinner, they go out to brunch. 
Um, and that allows me an opportunity to sell that into our partners as an opportunity to help build that community. So we have really cool partners with Celsius, which is a very, very hot brand right now that are sponsoring our after parties. So making that community and community experience plus up and give them another reason to hang out with the instructors who are the true rock stars. So that's the first way in that we leveraged a calendar to appeal to the insight you know, of Gen Z, just craving community as well as social connections and giving them a reason to post on social and create that FOMO. Yeah, that war paint sounds very um, Instagrammable. It totally very is by design, by design, <laughs> it's awesome. Matt, we'll go to you next. Yeah, so as I had shared, we, we target families, but we kind of, rather than going for the parents, it's almost like the inverse where we spend pretty much all of our marketing budget around social media ad spend. Um, we have an outside um, marketing agency or really social media agency that actually leads our entire team. Um, they come in and film twice a month. And um, the best part, they're Gen Zers. So they know all the trending things. They're the ones because I'm not, as a 38-year-old, going to know what's happening on TikTok or some of these other places. As much as I like to research it, uh, it's just not my platform. Um, so what we end up doing is coming up with these quick hit clips that are going to end up captivating that audience and showing them sort of like what Billy said, like what our experience is like to be able to come here. Um, one of the things that we specifically do with it is we know in the boutique space, oftentimes that first one's free. So we actually give, we'll say like, hey, come try us for a week. And during that week, they're able to not only check out the studios, but also get in the strength training that they're not able to get at the boutiques that they may also be going to. So then when they can see, wow, this is all housed under this one roof, like now I can do everything. And what we do, and I'm sure it's going to come out through conversation, but similarly, we try to drive events around the different age demographics here. Like we have pickleball. So that's a booming one for us. So, you know, we do a big Halloween tournament or, you know, we have a big summer kickoff over at the beach clubs that we have. So being able to show them that it is under this one roof, um, they can get their strength. They can get the experience um, in here. And it doesn't feel like just going to a quote unquote gym. It feels like much uh, more experiential. Awesome. And? Yeah, I think Gen Z, you know, they want to interact with an authentic brand. They're very socially conscious. And our events, believe it or not, that the Gen Zs have really come to is our fundraisers. We did one uh, for the Endometriosis Foundation. One of our coaches, she's probably 24, 25, has endometriosis. I have never seen so many girls come out in support of our coach and, you know, uh, and just come and support. Of course, we did bar and we did ride and we did all these great um, classes in our beautiful studios. And it was really immersive and, you know, pounding music and super fun. But then we even had a doctor from Mercy Medical, which is one of our sponsors, Coppermine Global. We try, We have a lot of partnerships and corporate partnerships and sponsors. She came and spoke and the girls were just all around this, you know, doctor um, learning more about it because they didn't know about it. So I, I do see a level of consciousness and, and care uh, like in social, in social awareness. Um, and again, I think that fits into our holistic approach because yes, we all want to jump up and down and we want to sweat and we want to lift and we want to, you know, 
do bar and do Pilates, and which I see a lot of the Gen Zers and millennials in bar and our form class, which is very similar to solid core, which is just killing it. But they also kind of show up um, to support. So I think that's been pretty great. Like Matthew, we do a lot of our marketing um, through social media. We did hire Sweaty and they're doing a great job, like just, you know, reaching out uh, for different, um, you know, uh, specials that we're doing, but also events. Uh, that's all we do is social media. We don't do any other kind of outside advertising except our own. Uh, we use Hapana. So I have their CRM and a lot of, um, you know, our sourced newsletter and our um, campaigns, our email campaigns go to kind of like broad, more of a broad range, but we've been pretty successful with social with this group. Yeah, I definitely think you all hit on some key points. This generation really loves social media. They really consume that way. Um, I saw a statistic that they will actually use um, TikTok to research things instead of Google. So instead of like asking Google a question, they'll just go on TikTok and type it in. And they're definitely a caring generation. They want to kind of change the world. They want to do things differently. So definitely those cause-driven events are definitely going to hit big. <clears throat> Going into the next point, um, what specific, you all kind of touched on this, but specific programming or classes, equipment, even like time of the day, do you see these people showing up in your facilities? What do you think really is attracting to them right now? And Billy, we'll start with you. Nope. You're on mute. <laughs> I should have a t-shirt that says, sorry, you're on mute. Uh, well, from an <laughs> equipment perspective, that's a layup for us, right? Because we are all about driving enthusiasm to the studio. Um, leveraging our instructors and getting the the community to ride as one. Um, but like I said before, what we're really trying to do is build a calendar that engages them throughout the year with out of this world programming, as well as, you know, things like cause related marketing. So, um, you know, just like Emery talked about, <clears throat> we have partnerships with um, global partnerships with Susan G. Komen, you know, and that brings many, many people out, you know, in force to ride for for one cause. And once once we kind of preempt the community, um, they take over from there. You know, and another thing that we're very conscious of is knowing that they're digital natives. Um, and it's something I, I stole from the playbook of Taco Bell. And, you know, if you're able to is um, hire from within and allow the Gen Z to be their authentic selves, right? And uh, we've kind of given the keys over to those, um, and especially from the brand team, they live the brand, they love the brand, they're like literally writing every day and every night and understanding nuance, um, and then telling us how we should show up in that world. Um, and then making it a streamlined experience um, all through you know the supercomputers that we have in our pockets. And you hit the nail on the head with TikTok, like that's where everybody's going to check out, you know, what is Cycle Bar doing? And you know, you can find what time people are waking up, what they're wearing, what they're putting on their face when they get ready with me, their point of view, what they think about the class before, and then what they think about the class afterwards in their car. So there's so many insights to be gleaned on these social platforms, um, but it's really important to have you know, an authentic native Gen Z steering the ship, and I'm happy to hand the keys over. But then knowing that you have to streamline that experience, like we're now just kind of reimagining what booking a class could look like through TikTok, you know? So if you see that that first class is free, I want you to be able to book within two seconds, you know? And, and making sure that the whole experience 
from the beginning, the customer journey, as well as to the end. Um, and Matt may may agree here, we read the same books. Um, there's something called the peak end rule, where if you look at an experience over the life of an experience, there's two memories that pop up. It's when it's at its highest and it's when it's at its end. So if we're able to make that end, that cancellation, a great experience, they're going to be your biggest brand champion when they come back around again. So those are just some of the levers that we're pulling to engage this audience and get them to come back and sing our praises. I'm going to jump in because you had said it, but um, getting them in and then creating grading fans. I mean, like we say it all the time, but like if you can get them to drink the Kool-Aid, they're going to be your biggest referral people, right? Like we spend the time on our referral program that like essentially every time you bring one person in, we give you a month, right? We're obviously membership driven. So it's not about just giving one class. Like, yeah, you can go into the app and send somebody uh, a, a one week trial at any point that you want because we're trying to remove the barriers to entry, right? It's literally my URSA talk next week is about removing barriers specifically for entry and exit. So if you can come up with easy pathways for them to get involved into these programs, like for us, we just launched a new semi-private training model. It's our highest tier membership, but it's really attractive to this group because it's two to eight people. They're paying a premium to be able to have it. But essentially, if you have your five people that you know you want to work out with, guess what? You have that design coach. And guess what? Uh, you know, we're on a former military base and Netflix just bought the final 200 acres, which is really cool. Maybe another fun fact. But we have a brewery literally in eyesight. So people can come in, get their workout in on a Saturday morning, shower up here, maybe grab something from the canteen and then shoot over to the brewery. And it's like BYO food. They can order in whatever else. So that becomes an experience. I've noticed through my research with the programs are unlike maybe some of the boxes or the HVLP, I could assume that the amount of time that's spent at the club is probably under 60 minutes is my assumption. However, if you look at the experience that we create by thinking of what the programs are, so I think what happens in sort of transactional businesses is what happens when you go from here to here, whereas our transactional business isn't because it starts in your home in Billy's favorite supercomputer and then continues on from there. And really, it shouldn't ever stop. Like, you know, people saying like, oh my gosh, I saw that war paint on you five days ago. Billy goes and sees his family out in wherever a month from now. And they're like, oh, I've been following you guys on uh, TikTok. That's awesome. You literally just took somebody who's not even there that becomes a raving fan of what it is that you're doing. So I'd have to say that if I go back from the program side of things, um, our strength-based programs like that, uh, we call it the bunker, of course, military inspired. Um, but that has become very attractive because it's strength focused but then you're getting the full body components because you sort of have four phases of what a strength training program should be. Um, the other one is actually a program that we're starting on licensing and hopefully moving towards the franchise model, but it's a program that I'm actually the uh, part owner in, but it's called Earn Your Stripes. And it's a military themed workout where you have four stations, but we're in the middle of, and we're gonna see it at URSA, but the app that we built. And it's experiential that when you come in, you log in. And then you have a progress bar and then you have achievements and you're getting awards. So you're getting active feedback. So I think as somebody who used to love playing Call of Duty, those two beautiful daughters took my Call of Duty time away, but you get your achievements and your ranking systems. Let's go to the biggest game that's ever impacted and influenced the gaming world, which right now is Fortnite. 
And there's other ones I'm sure out there, but that's how that game became so popular is because people were taking their parents' credit cards and buying characters. They're buying these different badges and all these things. So all that roundabout to say that strength is still king, but continuing to think of how your programs are going to end up being not about the 45-minute class, the 30-minute class, 60-minute class, whatever it is. No different of the heartfelt feelings that those people have with that instructor of Anne Marie's or being able to put, and I love it, the war paint on. That's a lot of great information. Thanks, Matt. And we'll go to you. Yeah, um, sorry. I have a dog here that, of course, decided to, that doesn't bark all day, but now is outside. So my apologies. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, so I feel like, yeah, two things. Again, we have the five studios form, which is, we have eight beds. It's a little bit of a higher price tier, our highest more millennials than Gen Z in that for sure. Um, we are seeing the Gen Z, Gen Zers in our open gym. Again, a lot of the powerlifting, a lot of the cable, working out together, even looking at their TikTok and following their favorite, like Jesse James West. I mean, the boy, the guys love him. And he actually is from Baltimore's worked out at our club a few times. And I was like, tag us. Um, <laughs> but um so, you know, we have these, um, like speaking of influencers, we do have an influencer program. So we ha have a couple of Gen Zers, a couple of girls that have a big following that will just be like, hey, here's a free year. Have at it, work out, post, promote, invite your friends. We'll give them a bunch of free one weeks. Um, bring your parents um, because, you know, the higher tier at $325 a month um, for our five studios is, is a you know, it's a little bit of a chunk, but if you do the math of what some of the Gen Zers or the millennials are doing from like their subscriptions and then personal training and then, you know, core power yoga and solid, I mean, do the math. I mean, they're doing, they're spending over 500 plus a month, I'm sure. Um, so the ambassador piece is big for us. I just uh, joined uh, this woman, Jessica Long, beautiful uh, Gen Zer. She's going to be in the Paralympics um, in Paris. She comes and does form. She takes off her prosthetic leg. She doesn't have any legs. Um, and it's just amazing just to kind of see her. She speaks all over the world. She's going to do like a speaker series for us. She, she's writing a children's book about a mermaid without a tail. It's like, for me, for us, it's these beautiful stories that people have. And yeah, social media is great. And I think, you know, having these immersive studios, they're great. And we do all of that. But at the end of the day, for us, it's just that human connection. And, you know, whether really, whether they're, you know, we have to be 16 and older to be in our club, but whether they're, you know, 18 or 25 or even older, you know, it's that connection. And I see even the Gen Zers and the millennials hanging out in the lounge with some of our older clients. So it, like Matt, like you have that family kind of feel we've got the workspace or the co-working lounge. So for us, it's like, yes, they're going to do Pilates. They're going to, I mean, they're going to do bar. They're going to do yoga sculpt and sweat it out. Um, they're on our, in our ride studio, which is very immersive. We've all, all techno gym and we have ride plus with the benches. So they're getting their, you know, strength piece and then, you know, lifting with their friends to their, you know, to their, the influencer that they follow on TikTok. So it's a whole combination of everything together. Yeah. You all kind of touched on TikTok and influencing and social media. So I want to kind of go into marketing for this generation 
Are there any specific like marketing strategies, marketing programs that have worked for you all? Or what do you feel like gets them in the club the most that resonates the most with them? And, and we'll start with you on this one. So the marketing for us is the only, like, the, like I said, is social media. So they are getting um, that more so word of mouth, sorry, the door open, more so word of mouth. Um, and they're just bringing your friends for free. And then, you know, if your friend joins, you get a hundred bucks. Um, but for us, we always say seeing, seeing is believing. So, you know, creating community around wellness and seeing is believing or experiencing is believing. Cause once you're in the club, you're like, wow. I mean, it's beautiful space. It's pristine, but it's, it's like, again, Matt, you said this, it's, or, um, uh, Billy, you said this, it's the coaches, right? They're, they are so passionate. Our coaches, they don't live there. I'll come in and out. And I'm like, are you girls still here? You know, they're practicing in the form studio. So it's, you know, it's word of mouth. It's social media. Again, we do, uh, you know, some automation and workflows, of course. Um, and then, you know, just following up and being on the phone. And, and again, events were very, very event driven. That's how we get uh, a lot of exposure because we're going to be one year, March 19th. So we're still new. A lot of people don't even know we're, we're there, uh, believe it or not. And we're very new for Towson, which is 25 miles, not even 22 miles north of Baltimore. So, you know, this is a, you know, I've been in art or we've been written uh, in some articles and it's like, we're not London. We're not LA. We're not New York. We're not even Philadelphia or Atlanta, you know, or DC, you know, it's like, but we're ready. Baltimore is like ready for this, um, you know, this elevated and not even elevated boutique concept. Awesome. Billy, we'll go to you. This is kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so taking another page from uh, the Taco Bell playbook. Um, we do a lot of social listening um, to identify insights and then, you know, take that spark and make it into an inferno. And one of the things, you know, that we identify just through TikTok and different social channels is that. Um, Gen Z were, they were referring to cycle bar as a healthy club, you know, where they could go and have the same like rush of endorphins and the same amount of um, entertainment, but with all of the health benefits. So leaning into that, like we figured out, you know, how to plus that up and, 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 and just go with that insight and add live DJs to, you know, all of our, our programming and plus it up with a glow ride and a live DJ and then a Celsius after party. And then you quite literally have a healthy club with all of you know the benefits that go along with it but um in addition to that insight you know we saw a lot of people talking about mental health and of course that is top of mind for gen z as well as many if not all generations right now so um leaning in on just that escape that 45 minutes of me time that mood lifter, which is something we had never really tapped in before and creating advertising that is specifically geared to those that are looking for that um, and utilizing TikTok style hooks and those thirst trap style of, of uh, bubble language that comes up, you know, that talks within the first two seconds about getting in a better mood to start your day at Cycle Bar, you know, and resonating in a different light than we had before. Um, and then also leaning in on the fact that Gen Z is the most diverse generation out there and placing small bets. We have a lot of opportunity with our almost 300 studios around the world to test and learn. And um, what works in one market may not work in another, but I can cherry pick from all of them, you know? And 
I'm really happy to say that, you know, things like, like Bollywood themes are going off right now, you know, and like, that's so cool to see. And so cool to bring to new markets that hadn't really had like Bollywood exposure before, but then doubling down on the fact that we are a global brand. And I know, you know, that Gen Z feels more connected to the outside world and diversity and inclusion than anybody. So we're really kind of doubling down on that from programming, but then also making sure that everybody knows that we are about inclusivity and diversity, and you'll always have a seat for yourself at Cycle Bar and, you know, and, and kind of dispelling boutique fitness rumors where, you know, like we cater to everybody, you know, and you can see that inside of the studios, you can see that through our instructors and that's who we want reflected because that's who we are, you know, and that's the best part about this brand is that it's so multicultural and it really appeals to a lot of folks. Awesome. Great information. Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's apparent we all love TikTok and Instagram for this age group. Um, you know, for us, just I can't say it enough, but driving the video and like even like I'm reading and I had pulled it up, but like my social media team hit me up this morning and they're like, hey, we're going to adjust our strategy to start putting more CTAs into the actual videos themselves. For example, free five at the fort, access to all uh, studios, link in bio. Um, before, I think people are getting really into the copy underneath some of the images or underneath the videos, but now they want those quick hits because I, I still bring it up. Most of us, I believe, do like the scroll tap feature where like an Instagram, it's scroll tap or with uh, TikTok, you're literally just moving through and you're getting in your sort of for you page. Um, but how you can put something out there that's going to grab them that quick. And you have to be really kind to what that beginner is, like Billy had uh, said about just making sure that the words start to capture, especially if you're utilizing like um, our team's always looking at like what are the most trending sounds, trending videos. Um, also knowing that if we're going to run an ad that's going to be geared toward Gen Z, like don't put me or one of our potentially older instructors in the video. Let's get somebody who's in that demographic. I like to think that I look young, but I sure as hell are not Gen Z. Um, and then they can see themselves there, right? Or if we're going to like, I see this a lot in fitness um, videos and I don't want to call out any, but like they'll be advertising a, a, a program maybe towards Gen Z, but then in some of the video, it doesn't have just Gen Z people or there'll be other people. And like, to me, that's just poor marketing. Like you didn't think about the message that you were putting out prior to doing that. Like if you're going to use one of these incredible events and you're trying to target that audience, like think about the B-roll that you have and then come into it. Like you know, uh, they, a couple of my Gen Zers, they tease me because I have no idea some of these words that they say, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm not even saying it because it's embarrassing for me to even say, because you'll probably even be like, oh, I totally know what that is. I don't because my generation doesn't use it. Um, but knowing how we maybe reply. So like, you know, we have our social media team who's following similar accounts as ours. So if we know that we're starting to go after like, Right now, because we've kind of influenced three of our primary towns, we're hitting the next two. So now we're trying to look and see who they're following and then kind of copycatting who they are. And that's how we're getting additional traction to be able to build. So we're still using social media as the primary platform because I'm not having a 24-year-old go to the website to add to my mailing list. Um, if anything, they're just going on to social and they're doing their research there. Um, and that's why little things like, um, and I don't know all of them with TikTok. That's why we have a team. Um, but like how you highlight your bubbles on Instagram, what are the words that you're using? So I think knowing that what you're doing is geared in the direction of what your target is. 
you know, uh, before it used to be pull back five arrows and hope you hit the target. Now I think we have to be really, really smart. I've shared this before in other conversations I've had, but um, the buying power is still in the eyes of the consumer. Um, it's their decision. Um, you know, obviously money's been tighter for a lot of people most recently. So they're picking and choosing where they're going. Um, they're not going to just do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that. Um, and we had said it, but you have to get them. And if you keep them, they're going to be loyal. Um, and they're going to end up bringing those other people. I like the whole peak things that he had said. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's true. Um, if you can give that real big highlight, you know, they always say, if you give a low light, they're going to tell eight times as many people as compared to a highlight. But if it's a really, really good one, trust me, you're going to get to that eight sort of number. Yeah, I think you all are sharing a lot of great information. And I do think it's important to have people a part of this generation, at least keyed into your social media, because authenticity is huge. And if you do have people who aren't in touch with the social trends, trying to attract people through social media, you're going to miss the mark every time. So I think you all are definitely on point there. Um, I do kind of want to bring up a point that other fitness facilities have been bringing up to us. And it's people in this generation coming to their gyms and they're setting up full tripods, they're setting up full ring lights, recording themselves, like the whole production, because that's kind of in right now. Influencers are going in and setting, setting up tripods, taking up multiple areas. Um, but I guess I just kind of want to point on this. My advice is to lean into it. They're there. They're a free advertiser for you, right? They're in your facility. If you want to attack them, then you're going to be hit with a bad review immediately. But if you set up these areas or little pods or little studios where people can go in and record and like just create like Instagrammable spots in your facilities, that's free marketing for you. And I think it's definitely something to watch as more and more people of this generation start to come into the fitness facility. That's Taylor, my little I'm glad tidbit. You said that. I'm glad you said that. I'm <laughs> glad this is being recorded too, because from your work <laughs> to God's ears. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've walked through the gym and someone's recording themselves and I'm like, oops, sorry. You know, you have to like, it's like my landmines. You've got to walk around because they're propped up doing something, but we love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Our I think it can. I can't be like a sticky situation because there are members who don't want to be recorded and you kind of get into that split, like gray area. So I feel like that's why it's important to kind of create these spaces where that's okay. And then spaces where it's not okay. So you can kind of ease the tension if there is tension between your members. Matt? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's something that we talk about because we more get a lot of complaints from our members because we are a higher end uh, inclusive facility. A lot of people don't like it. Um, anytime, like for instance, like even anytime our social media teams here, we post something right at the front desk. Like I'll even send out a newsletter that says we did build into our agreement that says at any point um, you could be in photo or video. So we made sure that we had built that out. Um, I like the idea. I've seen it a lot now at um, health clubs or gyms or studios where they're making those pods for them. Uh, I, I do like the lean into it. I, I know for me, like, if I'm going to grab a dumbbell from the rack and somebody's tripods in the way that then becomes a safety thing. So I would just encourage everybody to both lean in. I, I do like that you said that, but I also think at the same time, like don't just do it to do it, do it because it makes sense for your brand and what you're doing. Um, I think that's another thing. People are like, Oh, we do that. Like I always say like, if you give half-ass effort, you're going to get half-ass result. So you need to know, do it and do it well 
or don't do it because otherwise you're really only going to captivate a small portion of the audience. So we have specific areas just for that, Matt, you know, where it's appropriate and it's celebratory and strategically we want to own all milestones and all life milestones as well. So whether it's your first ride or your 3000th ride, when you come out of that studio, there's going to be a spot for you where you're glowing and you're beat red and you're going to get this sign that says, I just rocked my 3000th ride. And that is going to be the first thing that you like when you go back on social media, right? And that's a that's a community moment. That's a celebratory moment. And everybody's with you. And that's what we want to be known for, right? We want to be known for lifting people up and celebrating throughout social media and throughout all of the milestones that everybody's navigating. Yeah, I think studio-wise, it's great. Like we've done those, like we know our Instagrammable spots within right. the studios. From a general floor standpoint, that's where it's the most challenging. Agreed. And we've even yeah. had people like, saying like, oh, can I bring in so-and-so to do this for me because they are maybe a bigger influencer. And like one of those, like we have to unfortunately say no because it becomes really unobtrusive. Plus, I mean, it's like us giving that free space that a lot of other people are paying for. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely important to find the middle ground on it. I feel like it can be very helpful, but you do also have other generations that you are catering to that very much are against social media and don't understand it. So it's definitely doing what's best for your facility and figuring out the best way to navigate that for your audience. Um, I kind of want to go into the next point, and that is what sets this generation apart? We've talked about brief points, but I think a big differentiator with this generation is I think a lot of them are in fitness for holistic fitness. They're not there to lose weight. They're not there to get their beach body. They're there because they had a really hard week and they just need to get a workout so they can just free their mind a little bit. And I was just wondering if you all agree with that and kind of what other points are you seeing with this generation? And Anne, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I did make notes on that and I think um, Billy touched on it. I think there is a lot of pressure on Gen Z uh, um, because Gen Zers because with you know the, the um, social like epidemics and and pressure pressure from parents pressure from work way more you know than we had when I was young but I think I think that I think there are so many pressures that they value family and then they value kind of health and wellness and then maybe spirituality and 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 social and then work. So um, they're really great with that work-life balance. I mean, they'll demand it and work for a company that values that. And that's, I think, amazing. Um, I think because they have all those pressures that just the, the globalization of everything from social media, everything they, they can read at a snap of a finger. So um, I think coming to our club. And again, we're a little older, we're a little more millennial higher, but we do have that young crowd as well. And I think they appreciate to come to work a little bit, to hang out, to work out, to be with their friends. It's the community aspect. And we're just here because, and there's a lot of comparison on, especially for girls in social media. I mean, let's admit it. Every time you get on social media, there's, you know, a beautiful body, a beautiful face, whether it's filtered or not. And there's comparisons and pressure. Um, so we never talk about like really weight and beauty. We just talk about strength and, and, you know, just being, you know, strong and happy and, uh, you know, focus again on that, on just 
the the whole kind of holistic approach. So, and I think that's appreciated and we realize that the pressures that they do have. So, um, and we're there for, for them, for that. that yeah. Yeah. That will go to you next. I think just being open armed with the group and knowing that like being accepting of every single person that comes in here. Like I would use the example of like, we want to be the cheers of fitness. They have no idea the reference. Um, and I wouldn't say that to them. Um, but like knowing that they get greeted the same exact way, because sometimes guess what? And it still would frustrate me. I can remember when I was a 22 year old kid trying to make my way in the fitness industry that I always felt that people treated me differently because I was younger um, but I think being accepting, like go out of the way, you know, introduce yourself to them, like, you know, make sure that that greeting at your front desk, like, you know, the front desk is the heartbeat of our club. Like that's the director of first impressions. That's the person who's going to end up setting the tone for the rest of the workout. If you see them on the floor, having the conversations, um, asking them about going to their friends, like opening up those doors. If you don't see them notice it and have the conversation, um, but I agree, like they're not coming in. I don't think that you're seeing people coming in here as much about uh, maybe the goals of the past, but knowing that they can come in and um, that we can be that fitness sanctuary for them for when they want to leave their brain at the door um, because of social pressure, social media pressure, parent pressure. You know, many of them we know are still living at home, whether because entry level positions are harder to find or they're just not. Uh, I, I know for us, we ran into like a lot of the entry level people who we've tried to hire. Um, the expectation of the salaries being higher than what they actually are is a very, very real thing. Um, so yeah, I, I think being everything that they need you to be and then continuing to listen to them. I'll tell you one of the notes that I jotted down, but um, I'm going to ho hold a, a round table for our Gen Z community. I'm going to run the demographics report and I want to see if I can get like eight people to raise their hand, um, take them to dinner. And then just see what else we can do that maybe we're falling short of. I, I think that's something that this has opened up my eyes. Um, because as much as I think that we do well, um, it's not about doing well. I think that we can be doing more for the population. Great. Awesome. I think that's a really good idea. I mean, I think it's always great to go to the source to see how you can better serve them. So I think that's great. Billy, we'll go to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so... We talked about some heavy things, right? Which is about, about diversity and about, you know, mental health and just being socially connected, globally connected, but also at the end of the day, and I'm speaking with you now, Taylor, not at you. Um, mm -hmm. It's also a very playful generation, you know? Um, and you see that every day, day in and day out on social media, they don't take themselves too seriously. And it works perfectly for these channels where they're expressing their true selves. Um, within our four walls, you know, and it's not just at cycle bar, but you know, like we can see that. And that's, that's the insight. And that's the momentum that we want to go with is go with that playfulness. And, you know, when somebody's working the front desk and there's no class or they're, you know, they're just cleaning up, it's almost intuitive for them to take out their phone, you know, and have fun with either their friends, their social network, which are always a supercomputer away or themselves. Right. So, some of the coolest content that we see is just, you know, these really fun Gen Zs dancing with a mop to some trending to trending audio, you know, or like making sure that all the bikes are cleaned inside Cycle Bar in between classes and having fun with that. So we really want to encourage that. And that's, you know, where I get all of my content from, you know, and it, it is from the field. And 
we have such a big opportunity to leverage that and leverage that engagement and just stay playful, right? And really kind of speak to your brand attributes as it relates to, you know, like what you do and what you care about, Taylor. And like, you're holding court right now. And I know you're a professional and I've, I've worked with you before, but I'm sure you like to cut loose and have fun every now and then, right? So always having that balance and not taking yourself too seriously and enjoying the ride. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, I actually have three, I'm going to age myself. I have three Gen Zers, three boys um, from like a junior in high school to out of college. And I have my one son lives in Denver with his girlfriend. He works for General Motors. He just graduated college um, two years ago. And it's like there, that lifestyle, I just visited him in Denver. I was like, wow, we went, you know, we hiked, then we went skiing, like three hours away. And then we went to Viv cycle, which I don't know if you know, Viv cycle in Denver, but mm. I was like, amen. Like I, I was like, it was like, I was in church. Like it, it was amazing. It was somebody's, you know, 500th ride and everyone had their towels. So I, you know, having children that are that age, it's just uh, very cool to see from my youngest to my oldest and, and like, fully immersed in their lives. It's, it is very playful and it is very fun. And it is um, like kind of a joy to watch because yes, they all have the pressures. My middle one works for Northrop Grumman. He's got pressure. Um, but what they do on their free time, you know, they, they kill it during the week and then they just explode in the weekend. So right on to that. Yeah. I'm definitely known as the, um, office morale booster here. So when I like sense the tension, it's a rough, like print cycle, right? We're having a dance party. So that's definitely where I feel like I go with the most Gen Z. I'm the oldest gen, like the oldest age in the generation. So some things I'm like, that's not me, but I definitely understand. Um, and I do agree with like the playfulness. I think now with like TikTok trends, I saw one the other day, it was this it was like a car dealership and it was just a giant cat like on top of the building and it was like help I lied about my resume and my boss thinks I'm good at social media please like this so we get views and it was like a joke but it got two million likes and it's just like silly stuff like that that seems to work and so I feel like if I have a piece of advice it's just kind of let loose a little and try new things they may not have worked in the past or they may not work with some people, but they could blow up for this generation. Um, but going into the next point, I just want to kind of look at what areas in the fitness industry do you think that we can really capitalize this generation on? Like what programs do you think we could invent? What, where do you think this generation is going to go and how can the industry kind of cater to them as more and more join? And Matt, we'll start with you. I think it's a lot about what we've shared. We're trying to do, uh, you know, I, I don't want to over reiterate any of the points that we've discussed here today. Um, if there was any that I feel like maybe stick out for those on here listening for like notes, but like thinking about the length of the actual experience that you're delivering to the user, um, meaning like what's going on outside of your walls. I'm very, very big. Like we create all our avatars for when they come in and what we expect, but you know, we spend the time for like the online avatars as well to know what that's going to look like. Um, I think making, you know, coming in with open arms and making it easy for them to be able to get involved into the different programs so that they can do the things that they love with other people who they enjoy their company with. Like, you know, uh, we have summer coming. So we have outside space. We're pretty close to the beach. 
but like we're talking about having like college night on Friday nights where we'll do like beer pong and like we have a big open space where they can just like come and hang out you know and it's you know not just about like we want people getting drunk outside although I'd be happy to join them but something where they can come on like a weekend maybe before they go out you know it's still a very family driven atmosphere around here especially as they're starting to come home but you know, playing cornhole, uh, you know, uh, taking them to the disc golf park to be able to do something like just getting outside of our four walls. Like I just held a leadership meeting yesterday and I came up with sort of a three initiatives for morale boosters for the team. Um, because guess what? Like some of the staff might want to go do an escape room. Other people are going to be like, that's stupid. Um, so I, I think once again, it goes back to knowing what they want and then being able to meet them where they're at. Um, and it starts with going to the source. But like I said, strength is still king. Helping them build their social media is always going to be something and just making it fun. Yeah. And we'll go to you next. Yeah, I think millennials are just more our market that we're, we're, we're that that I think immerse more with our brand. Um, we we definitely have, you know, some, you know, 20, you know, um, girls and guys in their twenties. But for us with the millennials, cause we didn't really talk about them is our co-working lounge. I mean, they come, they plug in, they get a free coffee, they buy, you know, we partner with pure raw juice. We um, partner with wild bay kombucha. We've ceremony coffee, all local brands. So they purchase or whatever's, you know, uh, free, which is coffee and tea. And I just, it's like, it used to just be me working in the lounge because we're new. And then all of a sudden I could barely get a seat and everybody's working and it's just, you know, cool music's playing. I was like, this is like exactly what we envisioned and to see them using it, how we intended in such a great way. And now we have like, you know, 11 o'clock classes. Of course, the noon classes, we have 4.30. They're not necessarily there at 6 a.m. and, you know, the 6 p.m. classes. So, as we know from COVID and and doing you know a lot of virtual work, so we're just seeing so many hybrid uh, millennials just you know working before after their workout and just you know sitting on a massage chair taking an infrared sauna. And then one more thing is I see them coming in on the weekend. I'll be like, hey, grabbing a form class or a yard class. Or like, no, I'm just coming in to sit in the sauna. So I'm like, all right, or sit in the massage chair. You know, it's a Sunday. Um, so just kind of you know, giving that, that club, that not country club or not like the Soho house, but kind of that combination in the fitness space where it's just, they just want to come hang out and, and use our amenities, um, in a, in a, like a healthy, in the, in the healthy club. Right. So that's what we're saying. And that's what we're excited about. And that's, what we're going to keep on creating and keeping, keep on creating some educational pieces to go along with it all. Yeah, it sounds like you've really become that second place for a lot of people, you know, home's first place. And with a lot of remote work these days, now it's, you're going to be the second place instead of the third. So it's good to hear. Exactly. Like third space in London, right? <laughs> yep. Billy. Yeah, uh, for us, it's really, um, it's building a brand with purpose, right? And brands with purpose are the brands that are going to stand the test of time and brands with purpose. You think of some of the greatest brands out there, they stand for something more than the product they sell right? They're inclusive, um, di they're diverse, they're socially conscious. Um, and also in most of them, the ones that appeal to me, they don't take themselves too seriously, you know, and those are all of the ingredients of what we had just talked about for the last X amount of minutes um, <clears throat> that specifically appeal to Gen Z, but also they're the foundational pillars of, of brands with purpose. 
Um, and that's what we're really trying to build here um, is a brand that's relevant, um, a brand that's easy and a brand that's distinct and hopefully a brand that stands the test of time. Awesome. Well, you've all shared a lot of great information and I'm so thankful for that. And we're about out of time. So I'm going to have each of you, we're just going to kind of go around and if you could share one last piece of advice or one last thing that you didn't get to say on a different topic, I'm just going to kind of give you that space now. And Anne, we're going to start with you. Yeah, as I said, we create community around wellness, but one thing I did not talk about was that inclusivity piece, you know, all shapes, all size, you know, all races, all sex, like we, we, we are like so global in our, in, in what we look like when you walk in those doors and what we've been working on is marketing that that um, kind of diversity. So that's super important. And I didn't say anything about that, but that's, you know, super important to us. Matt? Uh, just continuing to think about how technology is really probably the most important thing that you can be doing right now and leveraging. Um, I, I think everything technology, um, from whether it's the social media, the marketing, the ad spend, the SEO, anything and everything. I like Billy had brought up about like how you could end up booking from TikTok. Like, you know, making that like one click, like once again, like that removes so many barriers for them to have to then go to something specific to get it done that quickly. I think we're very uh, reactive people in itself because you see, it's like, oh, I want to do that, especially if you can get them in right away. Um, so I, I think pushing how the tech is going to end up making it better and also knowing like how it can be purpose driven to be a part of your club and who you align yourself with. Like, I mean, you know, we're on a former military base. So like one of our big things is like, you know, we go for those who went before us, like literally who paid the ultimate sacrifice for the country. So like, you know, we have our big like uh Murph coming up. We're trying to align ourselves with a couple other organizations. We have rides with um uh, Foster 100. Like they want to do that. I know something that I'd like to do and I more take from what you see out there with like you had brought up Wim Hof, these ice baths are like, you know, cold plunges are becoming a huge thing that people are asking, uh, you know, Devin Levesque's big influencer, he, he's now in this, but these communal driven things where I want to get into the events to get people there. And that's the one thing that I didn't bring up is being able to have these events, whether it's like, you know, we're going to go do some crazy run, like almost like bringing your Spartan or Tough Mudder race to your club and to what you can end up doing within your space if you have it. We're lucky we have eight acres, so we, we have a pretty big, but I also have the beach down the street for us to be able to do. So um, just think about what you have at your disposal. And I am going to say it again, but um, know where your aim is, right? It should be plan, act, follow, not act follow and then try to figure out what you should have done. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point about technology. Like we mentioned earlier, this generation has always had technology at their hands. So it's something they're used to and something they kind of expect. So the more you can kind of integrate that technology into your facility and into your operations, I feel like that will be helpful. And Billy, we'll finish out with you. That's a good segue to my first point, which would be to live in beta. Um, don't be afraid to fail play small bets, see what resonates, don't take yourselves too seriously, and that spark can create an inferno. So that is one, is definitely to live in beta. And then there's another, you know, just a general barrier to entry to all fitness is that um, it's too late for me, right? Or um, I have to already be fit to even be a part of this scene. 
There is no better time than now to get involved with these social channels. There is no better time than now to get involved with Gen Z. Um, so don't overthink it. And like I said, test and learn, live in beta. And then my last point is that we have a national glow ride coming up on Saturday and the bikes are selling out fast. So go to your local cycle bar and we'll see you out there in the Glowverse. Woo! <laughs> I just saw the expo ticker just shoot up like point zero yeah. as you said that. I like that plug. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. A lot of great information. Our next thought leaders topic is going to be the most pressing questions of the industry. So we're actually going to be taking questions from operators of things they're struggling with. And we're going to have a panel address them and try to come up with solutions. So if there's any questions you want to submit to that, you can email them to me at taylor at peakmedia.com. That's my plug, Billy. <laughs> Get it. All right. Thank you all for joining us. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank Thanks, you. all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys.